It's going to be a nice message today, but follow me. There's some Christmassy stuff in it, don't worry. But it is, it's serious. It's casual Christians versus Christ following. And the footprint that creates the differentiation of that is the difference that each and every one of us are bringing kingdom effects around us. Because see, if we're citizens of the kingdom, we need to be affecting people around us to point to that kingdom that we're citizens of. It's no brainer. It's a simple recipe. It's a simple recipe for the formula of what God wants to do. But it's so important to know that you are part of a kingdom. I'm going to try quickly. So let me define kingdom agenda first because we need to plant that first. Kingdom agenda is this definition that I tend to favor. The visible manifestation of the comprehensive rule of God over every area of a life where we are called to align our lives underneath God's overarching rule. It's a mouthful. So we are called to be under the authority of God in helping bring his kingdom. Because at the end of the day, we know this. We have a Lord and Savior that is coming back, a king that is king of this kingdom, and he's coming back to this earth. But if we take our Christianity a little too casually, are you the sheep or goat? Don't know. So tonight, today's title, I'm wandering here because I'm trying to find my notes. I am very unorganized. Bear with me. So this is the day pool. Somebody said it's not the first time, right? Okay. That's all right. I already said good morning, right? Hey, welcome online, folks. I'm finally getting into my notes. All right. Uh, All right. So the title of today's message is Kingdom Effects. Christ followers should be creating effects for his kingdom. And these opportunities come daily through just our life examples, how we lead our life. Because do you know you're being watched every day? <laughs> Not by the government. We'll do the conspiracy thing later. But, but that too, okay? But, but you're being watched by your neighbor, your coworker, because they know you're a Christian, right? Hopefully. Can you be proven that? I don't know. I mean, we're all growing. I'm, I'm not at this pinnacle either, but let's talk this through today. But, but in reality, you should be living life examples that reflect God, right? And those opportunities can come into what we invest in our lives. Financially is one. What do you give to? Sports betting or the church? It's an easy, you know, I'm just... Or even if it's not monetary, uh, where does your time and energy get invested into? Because in these investments is where you can bring effects. And I want to talk about the difference of effect here. I'm talking about the effect with an A, A effect. Because the definition of an effect, A-F-F-E-C-T, is actually a verb that means to impact and influence something or someone. If I talk about an effect with an E, it's more of a noun that says it's a result or a consequence of something. We're going to preach about the A effect today. I think at the church down the street, the first uh, me, myself, and I congregation is going to preach about how it's affecting me. But we're going to talk about today, that's a joke, how it's affecting God and how we're affecting those around us. Because we're just vessels at the end of the day, right? Just vessels, just vessels. So it gets to a point in our walk with Christianity is our output, this isn't rocket science, just as great as our input. What do I mean? If your output does not come close to meaning what we are consuming more of God, but don't have an output that reflects God, you're going to live a frustrating, journeyed life. Your output should be almost equal to your input. And it starts by just knowing how much you are loved. We just, the romantic song we just sang, <laughs> knowing how much you are loved. And as you grow in reading the Word and listening and talking to the Holy Spirit, we talk about this all the time. The love will grow in you. And when it's truly love, it has to overflow. And that's your output, right? That's your output. So today, there's, there's two ways, I mean, there's more than two ways, but I want to talk today that I believe there's two ways that I've focused on where we can cause kingdom effect in the life around us. One, we know very well, is shining the light. 
Can we go to Matthew 5.14, please? You are the light of the world, like a city on the hill that cannot be hidden. No, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise heaven, heavenly Father. I think that's where we'll stop right there. That's fine. So in this, we're hearing Jesus exactly talking that Jesus is the light of the world. And we're reflecting from him to shine that out. Light has only one job. It's pretty simple. To vacate darkness wherever it is. So some of you casual Christians, and you guys, we all look the same in here too. I don't know. Casual Christians, Christ followers, I'm not being mean because we're all somewhere. But casual Christians are trying to shine lights on a sunny day. Go find some darkness occasionally. Go find some darkness. Easier than said than done. I know it's easy to say amen, but... So it's like the sun reflecting to the moon. We learned that in science class, right? And then um, further in the chapter in Matthew, we don't have to go there, but it talks about the good deeds, but then it talks about uh, good works. So Christ followers are able to be defined in that effect of good works. Good works is different than good things. Good works is a godly kingdom thing. Because when we're serving with good works, it's not about who's doing the actual serving, but it's whom we're serving for and to. So non-believers, it's just all they need to do. They can do some good works. They can go to a soup kitchen. They can do, and, they, and, and it's everywhere. It's beautiful. But you've got to understand, when Christians set foot to make kingdom effect and they're doing good works, it's pointing only to God. Because at the end, the source is glorified, not the vessel in doing that. And the other, number two of how we can do effects, and we'll talk about that in a little minute, in a minute or two, is by a ripple effect. A ripple effect is a little more one-on-one, personal, where you're seeing in your life's in your rhythm every day. You're affecting people through rhythms in your life. Where shining is more of a broadcast of I'm shining the light of Jesus to maybe more people who are ever in front of me if that makes sense. I do wanted to bring a few people up. We had our Florida team um, go down to Florida. Hey, where'd they go? They went to Florida. Can you guys come up? Remember we did this just a few weeks ago? Is there a microphone down there? I just wanted to talk to them. We do have a video too. Can we start playing that video? So a few weeks ago, Kevin, Mara, Matt, um, we're going to play this video. Just keep playing it. That's fine. So these Seventeen-foot trailer, a truck, and um, we just brought everything down there. We coordinated with them and uh, drove everything down there um, while another hurricane was on its way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> so I think um, when we got down there, uh, it was a pretty close because I think it was just that that hurricane was just starting as we were unloading the uh, the trailer. So. Um, the video has uh, an interview that Mara had did with the lady who owns the uh, Gladiolus food pantry and um, some other images of uh, us unloading. Um, it was pretty windy. It was already starting with the wind and rain, but we were able to get out of there at enough time. So how many hours were you actually at the pantry? We were there probably about an hour. And how, it, how much drive time did you have? <laughs> um, it was probably about a day and a half yeah. to get down there yeah. um, with all the stopping. And uh, we had to get gas a lot because the trailer was pretty heavy um, and the truck was heavy. Um, so it took us about a day and a half to, to get down there. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Matt, what did you expect going down there? I don't know what I expected. Right. I, Kevin just texted me. He's like, you want to come along for the ride? I'm like, yeah, I guess He'll so. tell you where yeah. you were going I, at least. I like to so? help out too. And, you know, the ride was tough. We checked into a hotel maybe one, like once for like two hours at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And these guys just kept driving. They kept going. We, by the time we got to Florida, we were all drained. 
Like, I'm, I was miserable. And, um, but once we got to the pantry and you saw these people just like, you know, they, they had to stay there. We got there late. So they had to stay there late to help us unload it. And that's how much they needed this stuff, you know? Like, they already, they, they, they said they were working there from like 7 a.m. till 8 o'clock at night when we got there to unload the stuff. And, you know, I was talking with some of them, like, some of their houses were completely destroyed. But their, their help, they're taking time out of their, their day to help other people out who are in similar situations to them. So that's just, a, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. As soon as I got there, not miserable anymore. I saw what God brought us there to do. And it was great. Mm, mm. Yes, thank you, Matt. And Mara, you were able to connect with the lady who runs... So just here, and I heard some of that interview about the yeah. impact. Could you just speak to that and yeah. just pray? So the with lady's yeah. name was Miriam, mm. and um, when she heard that um, people in Seekonk, Massachusetts, <laughs> cared enough to drive a day and a half and bring food there, mm. um, she was really touched by that. She kept saying, like, people in your church really care enough mm. To, to send stuff to us that, you know, that you, they looked for this little food bank mm. and it was the big green build, it was the small green building with a big heart. Mm. That was the name. But it also, it touched me that, like, I never thought about what people had to do to, um, she walked the, the day after the storm in waist high water. And her husband said, you know, you're going to be careful. There's alligators in this mm, water. Mm. But, and then the other amazing thing was she said she got to the food bank and she said, I'm being really honest. She said, I just wanted to put a match and put the whole thing on fire. because mm. I didn't even know where to begin. The, the water was up to the shelves. The food was ruined. She said, I went to the freezer. The electricity had been out. The, it smelled like dead bodies in there. Mm. She mm. said, I just, she said, I didn't know what to do. She said, and these three boys showed up and they were like, we just, you know, we just want to help you. What can we do? And she said, well, the freeze is really bad. It really smells bad. I don't want, and they said, nope, we've done this before. We'll do it. They cleaned everything out. And that was what, what struck me is that God just kept sending her people. Mm. They just, the, mm. she prayed and he just filled the need. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, which was great, was, um, it was, it was about helping people and, um, you know, love is an action. We mm -hmm. can tell people we love them, but we show people by mm -hmm. what we do. But the other thing that God really blessed me this time and other times is, just what we shared, mm -hmm. you know, that I got to go with my grandson and, you know, the, and, um, you know, Mike driving all that way and, and mm -hmm. Kevin, mm -hmm. it was, it was a blessing mm -hmm. just being together mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. amount of time and the things we talked about and prayed about. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. felt really blessed. Mm -hmm. And there's just one more thing I just want to say mm -hmm. is like, I really appreciate this church because we care about our youth. Mm -hmm. We care about involving the youth, you know. Mm -hmm. We that serving God while you're young mm -hmm. is really important. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, with the with um, the the ministry Joanne starting, pairing the older people with the younger people, mm -hmm. I just feel like this is a really important thing mm -hmm. that we're doing. So encouraging mm -hmm. the young people to join mm -hmm. us to mm -hmm. to help out too. So what would be your takeaway? So it's been two, three weeks. What's your residual effect? It's a uh, general question with a specific answer maybe. but I mean, that was one of the residual yeah. effects is thinking about, you know, mm. um, involving the young gotcha. with the older, sure. that that was something sure. that, um, and... Uh, That's good. Just the impact yeah. you make on, see, on yeah. people by just and, showing that. And some of that impact you may not see because once you were only there for an hour and a half or whatever that yeah. was, the, those services and well, the goods that went to them right. that have met and that, the volume that not because of Faith Christian Center yeah. but just some Christians, yeah. Christ followers actually right. followed and did good works. Yeah. 
and defines different from a good thing. And just seeing yeah. the Holy Spirit and all yes. of it, like oh, yeah. um, the, mm. the warehouse in New Jersey, yes. they mm. had items we didn't even mm. know that's mm -hmm. what they really needed. They had bleach that, that was uh, mold retardant. Mm -hmm. And when we unloaded boxes and boxes of that, the lady was like, this is so needed. Mm. We can't get our hands on this. Mm. So great. just the way everything came Worked together. together. Yeah. His orchestration, isn't yeah. that great? Yeah. Well, thank you. That was great. Thank you, guys. Uh, yes, please give them a hand. That wasn't too painful. <laughs> awesome. That is neat. That is so neat. Again, them shining the light. We can, yeah, we can show the rest of this. Well, we wanted to What's the name of your church? Uh, a little commercial. Christian Center uh -huh. in Seekonk, Massachusetts. Oh my goodness. So how many hours did you travel to come here? It was probably about... We drove uh, about a day and a half to get here. Wow. So thank you guys. Thank you. What did you bring us? So we made um, Clorox wipes. We have some uh, Clorox mold retardant bottles, paper towel, diapers, wipes. A little bit of everything. Well, a lot of everything. Yeah. Great. Well, friends, you can see that we're still getting being blessed uh, products that are coming our way. So we'll be here next Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you know anybody that needs help or needs any food or uh, cleaning items, please tell them. We're open to all Lee County. And uh, let's make it a great day. And we are here at the little green building with a big heart. Good night. Miriam, we, we just wanted to um, you know, ask her a couple of questions. And our congregation just wanted to bless you and the people in the area with, and so we just want to know like, um, what are some prayer needs that we can pray for, for the community? Oh my goodness, this is a lot of prayer. So the first of all, first of all, I want to give thanks to you guys and to everybody, especially to God that we are here to talk about it. Yeah. You know, it was scary. I live around the corner. We have flooded in our house, but here in the food pantry, the water came suddenly up to here. Yeah. So everything got flooded. Yeah. So I think we should pray for everyone, but especially for those that lost their houses. Yeah. They lost their cars, their tools. Mm -hmm. Right here in Harlem Heights in our community, I live in the second street, but if you go to the third and fourth street, they, the water came up to the ceiling, like the tops of their cars, yeah. so they lost everything. Yeah. So praying for people to have um, homes restored. Praying to have faith, because I think all this, you know, like I'm, I like to keep, collect a lot of stuff, and after this, it's not worth it to save nothing. Like material things come and go. Yeah. So the winter, the shit, everything. So everything got it. So after that, change the truth, I'm just like, you know, yeah. we're just I'm happy to be alive, happy that nobody died in this area in yeah. Harlem Heights. The roof, right now they have to change it. Yeah. All the ceiling in here got destroyed. Yeah. So then we need all the shelves, they have a the mud is still out there and it's rusting because anything the water from the sea touches yeah. it gets rusted. Yeah. So the air conditioner, so there's a lot of things that we need to fix and we don't have office, we don't have chairs, mm -hmm. like we don't have like nothing. Okay. Uh, and, and I really want to like say thank you for to all of those that that sent all the things that we needed here, yeah. especially to you guys that drove a day and a half to get here. Yeah. Well, so so what happy. I want to say to you, is that God is love, and Amen. love is an action. So we show our love by blessing you, not you know, in our prayers, yes. but also in our actions and bringing the food and driving it here. Driving so many hours, <laughs> and all day we've been texting, like, yeah. we're almost there, we're almost there. 
So we've been here since seven o'clock in the morning, yes. and it's seven o'clock, almost eight o'clock at night. But it's worth it. You yeah. know, it's worth it for yeah. us. Yeah. We waited because we really want to yeah. be blessed with the items that you brought yeah. us. So, so we you. the items, and we'll continue to pray for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't. I forgot to dismiss D2L. And did you guys just organically leave? If you're not here, that's fine. All right, that happened last time. What a wonderful uh, example again of <laughs> good works, good works, and and shining the light and the effects, the kingdom effects that are uh, that happen through that. Just them being simply obedient and listening to what needed to be done, and went down there and did that. Um, so we want to thank the Community Connection team. This isn't a commercial for the Community Connection. Oh, yeah, it's a commercial for the Community Connection team. No, it isn't. Um, but it is, uh, and we have these opportunities continuing on and on and on um, as well. Uh, the Cookie Connection, they had, uh, the Flourish women had uh, baked some cookies yesterday. If you were a part of that, thank you as well, too. Example of shining the light. So they packaged these cookies, and they're going out to individual people to uh, connect them to Christmas and God's love. Those things are things that we can shine a light in uh, in doing that and what we're called to do, being citizens of what? A kingdom, right? A kingdom, a kingdom. So the other way we can, uh, just back into the message, another way we can uh, affect, do kingdom effects is through ripple effects, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's a similar practice, but it's more localized in proximity of doing that. A definition of a ripple effect is the continuing investing and spreading results of an event or action. Or action. If you remember in John 7, Jesus said, I am living water. Trust in me and you will find life. Right? Jesus was many examples of him being the living water. We see in, uh, if we can go to John 1, 7, uh, yeah, John 1, 7 through 15, we know this story a lot, um, but do, we'll see it in a different way because Jesus is actually making kingdom effect by rippling things to this lady that he meets at a well, Jacob's well. Um, so we'll just jump around to tell about the, is that where we're going, testimony? No, I just want John... Uh, verse 7. Can we start in verse 7? I'm sorry. Is it? Yeah. I'm just going to read it. Just close your eyes and meditate and listen. Okay. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? And his disciples had already gone into town to buy food. So it was just Jesus and this lady. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Boy, we had things even back then. Uh, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman says, uh, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus quickly answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to the man, Sir, give me this water so that I don't get thirsty and have to come back to draw water again. We know the rest of the story. She went and told her whole town about meeting the man Jesus. The ripple effect that happened there to cause a whole town, we believe, possibly to come to know Christ because of a simple, truthful conversation that Jesus had with this woman. It was a ripple effect. It was a ripple effect. As Christ followers, we get to experience life that is beyond a typical life. It really is. It is. It's not, we should get a few amens. You're not experienced. We live beyond a typical life as Christ followers. You see, all humans, they're born into this sin, and we're always 
looking for to be satisfied, thirsty to be satisfied and fulfilled in our life. Um, a person who does not know Christ, which is probably many of you at one point didn't know Christ, right? We all started. They're thirsty. They're looking for satisfaction. They're looking to almost reside in Eden without an acknowledgement of a creator. But it's a thirst. So they look for thirst in different ales, A-L-E, whatever, you know, to satisfy this thirst that they're trying to get fulfilled. They try and find it in family and jobs, recreational experiences, trying to bring satisfaction to make sure their life feels fulfilled. And to be very harsh, because we've all been there, our life is only good as the next experience. Think about that as a non-believer. So as people of Christ and Christ followers, if we can ripple God's love into those experiences where people are trying to drink from something like that Samaritan woman was, we can create kingdom effects in their lives. Meet them where they're at in those experiences that they're longing for and thirsting for. You see, the deeper we are in the waters in Christ and following Him, the better our environment becomes inducive to send ripples to others. Think about that. You can't ripple well in a puddle. I've tried it when I was a kid once. You can't. So the deeper you are in with God and following Him, the deeper the water you're in where you can ripple to others around you to make effects in their lives. We're not talking about splashes. There's times for that, but most of the times when you're splashing and trying to get somebody to make some kingdom effects, they get drenched and they're mad at you. We're talking about ripples, a consistency that brings them closer to knowing who you are serving in your life. There are times for splashes, but it's more than you just... If you can't ripple before you can splash, don't do it. But where are these Jacob Wells in your life? Where are these water coolers at your job? Uh, Or what tables do you sit at? We talked about tables last time. You know, where are these daily rhythms where you're around people, where you can cause kingdom effects? And certainly by rippling is very easy. Kindness, courtesy, those are great ripple makers. Your mission is around you daily. It's not a far-reaching thing that's only in the Bible that can't jump into you through the Holy Spirit. And it's all pointing to God. The key element in any of these areas, whether you're shining your light or you're rippling, is there's one very key ingredient or you'll burn out quickly, is, is that you have an attitude of servanthood. Servanthood. Sometimes that's a swear word for some. It's especially as a Christ follower. You know, in Matthew 20, 28, Jesus said, or they said, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, to give his life as a ransom for many. You may not be required to give your life. You may, the way things are headed, who knows. But he came, the king, no other king, came to serve, ooh, serve us. That doesn't resonate in your soul. Your spirit's not alive. He came to serve us. Born. Oh, here's our Christmas time. Born in a manger. <laughs> Animals, donkeys. Sure, it didn't smell nice either. To serve us. So if we're drinking from this living water or reflecting Christ in us, if we're mirroring Christ, which God wants us to do, how much more do we need to be servants to those around us? How much more? This is an exciting message. Hallelujah, huh? No, but no, it is, but it, this is all about costing you something here. Ripple effect, shining, it's shining our light. It's so important. And again, servanthood is so important. Because it's, it's, sometimes we need to not worry as much as what's inside us than what's around us. Follow me. 
Because sometimes if I'm too focused on what's inside us, if you've accepted Christ and you're growing and reading the word and doing what you should be doing, don't continually having to praise you what's inside you. Because sometimes the leading is greater of God calling you to something that you need to focus what's around you more than what's inside you. So just step out sometimes. God will take it. It's called good self-awareness. Jesus was very self-aware. He knew when somebody touched him, right? We can do that too. We're so focused on whatever, you know, it's inside us. I can't witness. I can't even ripple. I can't even shine. I can't do this. Well, four or five people are around you. You could have done something with. And I don't mean that in a me-gated way that this is a program, but the Holy Spirit could have been leading you to something. But you were too busy looking inside. (laughs) It's in you already. We preach the Word here quite often, don't we? If you've been here long enough, you should be not little bean, bean sprouts. They're growing. Things are growing in you. And they're not growing you to be a casual Christian and just leave church every Sunday and come back next Sunday and think about God. I'm growing in this too. I'm not there either. But there's so much more for us if we're citizens of the kingdom in this. So much more of us. The other thing, too, is when we're either if we're shining our light or in ripple effects, it's not us up to us to judge how it affects everything. God's in control, by the way. You have less control of your life than you think you do. You really do. So it's trusting God that if I went down to Florida, I had no idea what's going to happen. They could have gone down and said, we're only there an hour and a half and we're driving 40,000 hours in the car. But God's going to take those seeds of what they did down there, expand it into that small community of what they gave. It's not up to me to judge exactly where it's going to grow. I just need to be obedient and do that. But I'm telling you, the connection's far beyond we can ever imagine. Remember I said living the following Christ is not your typical life. It's an exciting journey at times. But let God take over control and, play, and do what your efforts are and expand it beyond But there's so many things that are connected in life that we pass over in our life. So we have to be ready to affect the kingdom for God. I'm not going to read the story I was, but just with my throat today. Can you, I gave my mom something to read here that ties into what we're talking about right now. So you, you need a microphone and I need to give it to you. So just listen to this. Uh, it's a story. So of how ripple effects and effects we can make on people around us. One early evening on a lonely country road, an old man was standing on a bridge high above a deep river. He had just dropped a pebble over the railing to see how long it would take to hit the water. As he watched the ripples fanning out, along came a pickup truck. It slowly came to a stop, but the motor was kept running. The old man noticed the name painted on the door, Todd's Greenhouse Nurseries. Walking up to the window, he saw a man behind the wheel with his head bowed low, breathing heavily. Is anything wrong, he asked. Yes, the man said quietly, I think I'm having a heart attack. I'm trying to get to the hospital. Let me help you, said the old man. You shouldn't be driving. The hospital's a good 10 miles from here. I know, mumbled the man. I'm Jack Todd. I'm a widower. I was all alone at my nursery after my employees had left for the day. Don't worry, Jack, said the old man. I'll drive you there. He opened the door, took the wheel, and drove as fast as he could down the road. And when they arrived at the emergency entrance to the hospital, the attendants rushed out with a wheelchair, quickly wheeled Jack Todd to the emergency room. The old man waited throughout the night. He knew what it was like to be all alone, without family or friends in times of need. He, too, was a widower. He had lived alone since his wife had died several months before. The doctors were able to save Jack Todd's life. 
They told the old man that Jack Todd would have died if he had arrived just a few minutes later. A week passed. Jack Todd was getting well. Several of his employees came to visit, as did the old man. While everyone was gathered around his bedside, Jack Todd took the hand of the old man and said to his employees, this dear and gentle man saved my life. Though we were perfect strangers, and I want you to know, he created a ripple effect in all of our lives. By saving my life, he saved my business. By saving my business, he saved the jobs of 30 families. We owe him all uh, so much. There was silence as all eyes turned toward the old man. He gave a gracious smile, but there were tears in his eyes. He gently leaned over the railing of the bed and whispered to Jack Todd, I must tell you something, Jack. You saved my life. Just about the time you drove up in your truck, I was about to jump off that bridge. Now I know how important every life on earth is to every other. It's just as you said, Jack, the ripple effect. Ripple effect. <clears throat> ripple effect. Thank you. So you never know what your efforts are going to... Sorry, I'm just everywhere today. Um, so you never know what your efforts, are, <laughs> your effects are going to lead to, right? So how do we apply this daily, that whether shining our light or doing these ripple effects to those around us daily in consistency? It starts in your daily prayer life that you are doing, I can assume, right? I know life gets busy, but it's really, you know, speaking out of John 3 of in your prayer time. Lord, <laughs> I must decrease so you can increase. I must. If I'm a citizen of the kingdom, I must. I must. <laughs> Here's some pebbles. I'm riding the story here to give you the illustration. Here's some pebbles we can drop in the water around us. Just a few. It's out of 1 Corinthians. We know it well, 13. Because it's all an action of love, as Mara said earlier, too. It's all, you're doing it because out of God's love in you is overflowing to somebody else, right? So love is patient. There's a pebble you could have. It is kind. Ooh, that's a rock. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. So imagine these being ripple effects where a normal person would be the opposite of these in situations when people are around you. Ripples, ripples. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up. You need to rest in that. Never gives up never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. These are pebbles, just a few that you could use daily to ripple to other, into other people's lives. When you get, begin to shine or ripple and create kingdom effects, there's a neat attribute that happens. Freedom begins to grow on the inside of you. Freedom. That we live in America, we are, you know, born into freedom, you know, we're, <laughs> we can't take that for granted, what we can do. I can choose what I want to eat after church. Some people can't even do that. Simple things like that. Because of what soldiers had done on a battlefield for us. We know it, we just celebrated Veterans Day. But do you know there's a cost of freedom and that's one part, which is the part but there's also a cost you have to cost daily in your freedom in America because you're also a civilian citizen of America too. You've got to act civil. There's a cost of your freedom. 
Though there's always cost of some freedom here and there. Uh, in Galatians 5.13, again, talking about freedom when we're doing these things, whether shining our light or ripple effects into people's lives. Galatians 5.13, Paul talks about, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brother and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. In love. Paul went on in Romans. Actually, we, just a side note, and we know this, but it, it, you need to be reminded, or I do at least, maybe it's just me. Paul, most of the, the letters he wrote and the freedom he experienced in writing that, he wrote it from jail. <laughs> he was in jail. But this type of freedom is not a, cannot be bound by physical because it's a freedom that the world, you've heard this song, the world didn't give it to me, so the world can't take it away. It's a different freedom only designed by God because you're leaning more into him. All your weight is into him and trusting him when he's asking you to make kingdom effects in your life. Paul talks about this in Romans 6, verse 7. We know it very well. When, for when we died with Christ. Wait a minute. I wasn't even born yet. When we died with Christ. So when I, I've heard this before. I've got a lot of good news for you if you're not a Christian yet. God loves you very much, and he does. And those are good intros. He died for you. He died for you. And if you want to accept this gift, you need to die to yourself. There's two, there's two parts to that. If you're, if you're wanting to follow Christ, if you want to be a casual Christian, this message is just, that's fine. The patriots aren't on today, so you're, we're in no rush. So. And again, and I'm growing this too, but just, so let me go on. For we, for we died with Christ. We're dead. Dead man walking. We were set free from the power of sin. That's where that death was. So all these things that can hold you bound by not causing kingdom effect, fear of what people think of me, uh, I'm not adequate enough, all these things of praising yourself in the inside again, you know, those died at the cross. Those, you don't have to be in bondage to fear of these things at all. Fear of man. By any means, not to de- fight against man, but just the love that they deserve to hear from you, that God loves them so much. So it's a pretty good exchange. I die, but then I get Christ in me. I know myself. It's not a bad exchange, I think, in the long run. But free from making the choices that you can make to be a great influence to the people around you. Also, and especially I'm speaking to men, well, no, we'll generalize first. As Christians, don't always think the freedom I'm gaining is not all about me, but it means other freedoms and other Christian believers that you are near. What does that mean? So I shouldn't, I know some Christians in the long run, fake it till you make it. I'm going somewhere with this. Fake it till you make it. That is the biggest piece of garbage that some preacher probably ever preached. Whoever, maybe it was a sales pitch, I don't know what it was. But some of the preachers can pitch sales too. But what I mean is when you're walking in freedom in your life, you're allowing others to bring up to the level. All ships should rise in a tide. So I want everybody to have the same freedom I want so I can be transparent with people around me in my Christian faith. That we're not wearing masks. We're not faking it. You know, are you hurting? I want to give somebody else that freedom to, you know, break down and cry in front of me and not fake it. So as we grow in bigger freedom in ourselves and God, we can give license to more to be in the mix of others to have that same license of freedom and be real. Because at the end of the day, we know God never wants to leave us where we are. And thank the Lord. That's what other religions do. He doesn't leave us where we are. But it takes the step of what we said earlier, drawing near to him and things like that. But giving freedom to other people, and especially men. When all men together get together, I know I just said the Patriots game, but there's a little bit more than recreational things. How's your soul? What's going on in your family? 
Is family life good? Why are you hurting? Let's talk. You, that, this is giving, getting kingdom effects in your life of talking to other believers or non-believers. It's fine. Because you have that freedom because you know who's got your backing, which is God Almighty, where you're servicing to give Him the glory than anything else. And you can rest in that. Rest in that. So to conclude today, to get you guys out on time, um, (laughs) we're part of a kingdom. And it's coming to earth, whether we like it or not. And we're citizens of a kingdom if we've accepted Christ into our life and decided to accept that gift. But you need to appraise your. This is what you should do, pray, especially going into a new year. Appraising yourself for this alone. Am I a casual Christian or am I a Christ follower? Am I committed? Doesn't mean you never have one step forward, two steps back. But where's your commitment level? You see, in Christianity, uh, sometimes discipline creates hunger. Sometimes you guys got to get disciplined, and then the hunger will come behind that, whether it's reading the Word every day or doing this. Just do it. In the mundane, God will work with mundane. Do that. Because if you can't start there, you're going to look to start on a mountaintop. And let me tell you, you can blow off that mountaintop pretty quickly if you're not in the mundane of being disciplined every day, even when you don't feel like it. Lord, I want to follow you. What are you telling me today with the Holy Spirit in me? It's not less of me, more of you. That's your big decision for 2023. Like we said earlier, Jesus talked about he's separating the sheep from the goats. They all go bad, but their footprints are a lot different if they've been making kingdom effects in their lives for his kingdom. But you need to appraise that and decide that. It's a big decision. But if you do, you can, your mission, your, your purpose in life is to make ripples and shine his light. And as God continues to trust you more, we talk a lot about us trusting God. <laughs> Imagine if he starts trusting you more. When he starts trusting you more, the freedom will come to do what you need to do. And the servanthood will grow as a passion in you that you almost might come to a point that you'll walk Calvary just like Jesus did. I'm not there yet either. But I know that's where he's leading us, to make effects for his kingdom alone. He gets glory. He gets honor. It has nothing to do with my name, my title, anybody's. It's all about him and how we are all servants of the kingdom in this kingdom. And that freedom will grow. Many of you have been bondaged by that, just frozen And I'm not talking about handy tracks out. Those things will work. Each and every one of you, the Holy Spirit will tell you where you can influence in life. We have plenty of opportunities at Faith Christian Center. You saw that, the Cookie Connection, church community, all that stuff. There's plenty of ways to do that. But I would value your time more when you're away from this building than in this building because that's where it counts. That's where it counts. That's where the lost is, most of them. I think I read this at a meeting the other day, so sorry if I have to do this again. But it was Charles Spurgeon, if I can quote this correctly. He was a minister in England, uh, and very straight to the point. Uh, I I don't want to botch this, but it's powerful. If you think you're going to heaven by yourself, you're probably not going. Those who don't think of others may not make it in themselves. See, you're talking evangelism. Chris, you're talking about, Pastor Chris, you're talking about evangelism. It's it's half of the gospel. You guys are all grown. You're grown adults and stuff. You know, we're all growing. I know I'm losing myself on a lot of Christmas cards today, but that's okay. You know, people send to me. But we're all growing, but we got to grow. If we don't grow, we die. And this is part of what he wants us to do, especially next year. Are we following Christ? We're not going to get it perfect. It's not about perfection. Only the one we're serving is perfect. But we've got to lean in and start trusting so he can trust us to do his work here. Save some souls, build his kingdom, be that perfect bride when he comes to get his church.
They're not easy decisions, but once you make them, you stay with them and you commit to that. And he's all about the heart. It's not legalism. I'm going to sign an agreement here. You know, it's about the heart. He wants it, but he understands what you go through daily. But he's ready to empower you to do what he's called you to do. You are well equipped, Ephesians 4. Some of the churches here to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That work of the ministry is not just in this building sometimes. And, and if you're looking to come to just hear, I enjoyed a message and I'm leaving, you'll, that'll run out at some point. I'm sorry. And we've taught a lot of great words with our great pastoral team to not end the road there and say, well, that's a nice message. Our pastors really study and believe are very anointed to give you how to grow. You've got to take it beyond these four walls and grow in it from Monday through Saturday. It's beyond that. Do you still like me? I don't know, but I'm about to end. Hopefully you got something out today. Let's stand and pray pretty much. Let's stand up. I could go on more, sorry. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. That you would actually send your son to us. to save us. Lord, in this time of Christmas, let us be more sensitive than ever to shine light, to make ripples for your kingdom. We can only do that by being sensitive to the Holy Spirit because only the Holy Spirit can lead us effectively. Not a program, not a mindset, not I got to do this and I can't do that. We just got to be sensitive to you, Holy Spirit. So we welcome you to speak to us. Lord, let us do less talking and more listening at times in our prayer time. Because effective prayer is hearing from you. It really is. In your throne room, there's fullness of joy. Lord, give us the appetite to see the lost and the hunger to connect God to them in our own unique way that we've been designed. Lord, let us understand as Christ followers that we are here to influence, be different, make difference makers, not the typical light that others do. We are called to a higher calling, and that is only found in you, Father God. Thank you for giving us the grace as we continue to walk this out more and more and that joy and peace and allow us to be real in moments. Remind us of our humanity at times. It's okay. Jesus was that too. Thank you for loving us as much as you have and continue to do and we're allowed each morning to discover that love. Discovering that love that you've (laughs) sent your son to go down into hell and come back for us. And the world needs to hear it because it is the good news. Let us be able to give the living water that Jesus talked about. Or ailments that don't satisfy the world. They can see a difference in us. And we can provide eternal life for them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.